Hey there, I'm Emlyn Miles Mattingly, your host for the Minority Money Podcast. I'm glad you're here. You know why? Because this is the place you can come to get your weekly finance, family, and fitness motivation, not only to experience success in those areas for yourself, but also to help others in our community achieve greatness too. Super happy that you're on the show with me. So let's jump right in. Welcome to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, founder and president of Gen Next Wealth, a fee-only financial planning and investment firm. Now, I always say that I am the founder and president of Gen Next Wealth, but I never ever tell people how they can work with me. So if you're interested in spending some time talking with me about your own personal financial situation, you can always schedule an appointment with me by looking us up on the web, and that's going to be at gennextwealth.com. That's gennextwealth.com. Dot com. You can schedule your free consultation there where we can sit down and talk about all things financially related to you. So today we are continuing with our month of January, focusing on health and fitness. And we've had some great feedback on what we've been doing and we want to continue with that. Today we are going to talk to Candace Carlton and she is going to talk to us about meditation. Now, meditation always has this mystique. I think people always think about transcendental meditation and we'll explain to you what that is. <laughs> but I think it always has a little bit of a stigma around it and people aren't very familiar with it. So you know what we do here on the Minority Money Podcast? We bring in those people that can talk to us about different things. And, and today, I'm excited to have Candace Carlton with us. Candace, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Emlyn. And wow, what a voice for radio you've got going there. <laughs> I, thank you. Thank you. I, I have a face for radio, too. That's why this is working out very well for me. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Candace and I met a while back. Candace does all kinds of stuff. The way that we met is she is a marketing coach. She was working with a different company at the time, and she did some marketing coaching for us. And it was very, very instrumental in me launching my podcast. A lot of the stuff you guys hear me say and hear me do came as a result of that marketing class that I took. So Candace, I want to thank you in front of everybody from Minority Money Family for helping us get this podcast started. Oh my God. I'm so excited that you are creating this podcast and it means that I did a job well done. So I'm super excited because as you know, I think I coach people on marketing and communications. I was originally working for Advisor Jam, which was my own company. And I had launched a program for XY Planning Network and I've just changed, but it's still under wraps. So I won't announce that. But I I love that we're going to have this conversation about meditation because I think marketing and communications and meditation are all about connection. Mm -hmm. So it's the same concept, just different vehicles for creating that connection. Absolutely. And and meditation sounds like it's the connection with oneself. If I can sum it up in something from some of the stuff that I've read and some of the stuff that I've heard you say, I would say that. But before we get into that, can you give the listeners a little bit of your background? Can you tell them a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I am originally, if you hear a little bit of an accent come in and out, it's because I am originally from Zimbabwe and I went to school in Cape Town, South Africa. I sound mainly American these days, and I've worked in financial services my entire career. I think I've held almost every position that you could hold in a registered investment advisory firm. I started on the trade desk, and now I found my calling, my purpose, my passion 
in marketing and communications. And really, I feel like my work is all about helping people find their authentic voice Mm -hmm. and connecting to the people that they seek to help or create change for, like Emlyn in this podcast. (laughs) Yes. And so now you know, listeners know exactly why she was so important, because even down to the name, because I know we wrestled with the name of the podcast and I was talking to you, talking through it. And that's how we came up with the name Minority Money. We were like, we're just, this is who you're trying to help him on. So call it what it is. So thank you. I mean, I, this is a full circle moment, right? Like we talked I about I mean, this. it's just so exciting. Yeah. It's like unbelievable to really, because I really do believe each person has special gifts inside of them. There are our innate calling. And if we listen and we pay attention, which is what meditation helps with, we know what that is. And it helps us live our lives on purpose more fulfilled and more joyful. And the way it's our hearts speak to us, our purpose speaks to us is through just inner knowings, through work that lights us up. I mean, you know, when you're in a job that you hate, and you know that when you're doing work that feels meaningful to you and meditation has been instrumental in not only helping me find the work that I was meant to do, but in helping other people do the work that they're meant to do and expand and broadcast their message. And it's not coincidence that as I met you, I was already doing my meditation. I just started using this app and I was meditating daily. Last year, I want to celebrate that I, I meditated, I want to say like 324 days of last year. And this Woo! year, it was, I think I'm on, since I started last month again, I, I think I'm on like a 30 day streak right now in meditation. So I'm pumped about it. And today's episode is going to be about finding your inner peace with meditation. That's that's what we're going to talk about. So, Candice, if you could tell us, like, what is meditation? What is it exactly? Yeah. And so, like, I'd like to ask you a question before we even answer that. And I think the question, not even what is meditation, is why do people come to meditation is the Mm -hmm. first question. So I'll share with you my story, Mm -hmm. but I'd love to hear from you. Why did you start meditating? You know what? So I was listening to a podcast and someone, I want to say it was either Tim Ferriss or it was Jim Quick, someone, because I listened to the Quick Bang podcast and and he was talking about meditation. And when he was speaking about it, I was like, wow, I've, I've never really done it before. And I didn't really know much about it. So I did what most people do. I started Googling stuff and then I Googled and there was a couple apps that came up, Headspace. And so I did meditation out of just trying to find out what it was. I didn't really have a reason why I was doing it, but as I started to do it, it made me more mindful. And I think my whole mission started to be more being more mindful and self-aware is the reason why I started to meditate. So when you say more mindful, what's been the impact? What have you noticed? Just a lot more purposeful when I do things and I pay more attention to things that are going on, like what I'm eating, what I'm putting into my body. I can sit back and say, okay, this is how it affected me or this is how it didn't affect me. It actually, which is weird. It actually led to me drinking a lot less. Not that I was drinking all the time before, but now I I just pay attention more to what my body tells me. So you feel like you're more in touch with what makes you feel good and your best. Absolutely. I think it's it's getting me aligned with, you know, what I need to do for myself. So you've created that inner listening of being more connected to like the messages your body and your soul say. You said your soul, like the work, your podcast, what you're meant to be doing, and then your body, what you're meant to be eating and how to be present, not distracted and overwhelmed in your day to day. 
Absolutely. I mean, so even sometimes if I'm having a you know crazy day and I need to just reconnect or ground myself, if you will, then I'll come sit down on my floor and just meditate for 10, 15 minutes and just kind of get grounded and get back to where I need to be. Yeah. So I think what's really interesting is people come to meditation for all kinds of reasons. They're usually coming to it because they are feeling really stressed. That's Mm -hmm. what I found. They're suffering on some level. So they're stressed or they're sick or they're overwhelmed or, you know, they might be suffering from PTSD. I've had people in meditation classes that are ex-vets and that works a lot. You know, it really helps them with people suffering from PTSD. People also come to meditation in this modern day for performance. You know, they've heard from CEOs and executive leaders or coaches that meditation is the secret source to really lift your game and to get to the next level. I think historically we thought meditation was just from for some old dude on a mountaintop, like in a turban, right? Yeah. But I think if you ask people, and I ask them all the time, you know, what was your life before you meditated and what is your experience after you meditated? I think in this day and age, think of meditation as a de-stressing tool, Mm -hmm. and it totally does that. It will help you be less stressed, Mm -hmm. but in line with what you're saying, it's really a tool that helps you listen to your inner guidance system. So I Mm -hmm. say your inner GPS, because we all have one, like Mm -hmm. we are all guided. We all... There's certain things that we love to do and there's certain things that we hate to do. And it's just programmed inside of it. We were born with it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we we have a predilection towards certain things and not others. And when we're out of alignment with what we're meant to be doing, so the work that's meaningful for us or a lifestyle that really nurtures our soul, we feel stressed, we feel anxious, we develop sickness, whatever that type of thing is for you, suffering on some level. And meditation is a tool to realign you with your innate truth. Mm -hmm. So You know, we talked about the work that I do and I said, like, I've had almost every job in a financial firm that you can have. And I was actually on my way to being an advisor like you. So I was in the certified financial planner program. I had job opportunities, but I had a very high level of dissatisfaction. I liked the work that I did. I liked the people that I did it with, but it just didn't feel like it was the work that I was meant to be doing. Like my soul just didn't feel fulfilled. And I kept ignoring it because I didn't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd gone to college for finance and, and economics. I had my whole education and career had been set up to be in financial services. And so I kept ignoring it. I kept ignoring this inner whisper because who listens to an inner whisper? Like that mm-hmm. sounds like that time was ludicrous. And I'd spoken to people and they said, you know, be grateful for the life that you have. You earn money, you live in Southern California, like there's all these, you just need to be more grateful. And so what happened is I kept pushing it aside and pushing it aside like we all do. And if you've watched Oprah or anything on Oprah, she talks about when you ignore the inner whisper, it gets louder and louder. Mm -hmm. And what that usually means is it's not like loud as in good. It's usually like things in your life start to fall apart a little bit. So I started having panic attacks in the bathroom at work. I had unmanageable anxiety. I had insomnia in the middle of the night and I literally would think I was going to die. And it forced me, you know, to look at my life and ask questions that I hadn't asked before, which was what 
am I meant for and who am I? Who am I, first of all, and what am I meant for? Because everything I had really created in my life was based on external standards. So the conditioning I'd received in school, you know, from society to be successful, what happiness equates to. Mm -hmm. And meditation was the tool that helped me start to answer some of those questions. And what I discovered, and it was really through my meditation practice that I discovered that my gift and calling is communication, is to help people feel connected to something bigger than themselves and to help them connected to help them feel connected to their inner truth. And that was meditation. So before I was anxious, stressed out, not feeling like my work was on purpose. Post meditation, I get to travel, teach workshops, like really study with some cool people. And I'm doing work that is so clearly aligned with my soul. That's how I feel. Like it's so my purpose in life. Thank you for sharing that because I I know that people are going to hear this and they're going to say, that's me. Like I'm stressed out. I'm really not satisfied. I'm just not where I don't think I'm where I'm supposed to be. And whether it's a relationship that they're in, whether it's a career that they're working in, whether it's there could be so many different walks of areas of life where you're at, where you're not receiving that satisfaction that you should have or that you want to have. Hearing you say that and sharing your personal story, I think is thank you for that. And as I'm looking at this, I'm thinking about you said that if you could talk us through the saying that you had, you have all the answers you need. You just have to have a way to find them. If I'm not mistaken, I think you're saying that you have the answers that you need within yourself to some of the problems that you're having, but how are you able to turn down the volume on everything else so you can turn up your internal voice in here? I mean, that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we all know, so even if it sounds like woo-woo for you and out there, like we've all made a decision based on logic, right? Mm -hmm. We're like, this is because of this. But at the time that we made it, We had that feeling in the pit of our stomach, like we had that gut that this Mm -hmm. didn't feel quite right. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's that disconnect between like your mind and logic and that sense like on a body level where you're like something about this doesn't feel right. But then you're like, but no, because of X, Y, Z, like this feels like it seems like the right decision to make. So we make that logic based decision using our minds. And then it doesn't go the way that we want. And when we reflect on it, we knew something was off, Mm -hmm. but we ignored that feeling, Mm -hmm. right? So that's that gut level. So that's our inner guidance speaking to us. So that's the inner answer. We don't know quite what is off, but we're clear something is off. Just when you've got that gut check. And that is one of the ways your inner guidance speaks to you. We know things beyond our logical minds. And they're unexplainable. They're just based on this sense of inner knowing or a feeling, or there's just kind of like, you know, I don't know why, but when I color, let's just say, or I paint, when I paint, like everything just feels like expanded and open and creative. When I sit in front of spreadsheets, I feel contracted and I get a headache and I feel grouchy. That's also your inner guidance speaking to you. So when we tune in, like even when you're saying, like I stopped drinking so much, probably because not even that you were drinking a lot, but what Mm -hmm. you started to probably notice was, 
oh, I feel much more myself. I feel better. I feel like higher alignment when I'm not drinking that much. And so our bodies and our souls and our hearts and our gut are always speaking to us. It's just that we're usually so busy that we don't really pay attention. So we miss all the signals so that the inner whispers become like blinding migraines that we now have to deal with. Or for Mm -hmm. me, anxiety and insomnia. Mm -hmm. Whatever that looks like, we're out of alignment with our inner truth and that inner guidance system that is always speaking to us. And I have two thoughts on that. So one, you're talking about the inner guidance system and turning down the volume on everything else. Like that's so important. And I think sometimes we lose sight of the true meaning of our second brain, which is our gut. Like your gut has been identified as your second brain. And if you go with your gut, most of the time you're going to be right, but you have to be spiritually, emotionally in tune with yourself to be able to listen to that gut. Right. Because I think sometimes the gut is off, not only because of what we're not doing physically, but I think also because of what we're doing, what we're putting into our body. And so we put these other things into our body. And so it throws our gut off, which is our second brain. And now we're trying to build solely on logic and not losing a little bit of the alchemy that we need to have to be able to make these connections to these things. Because when you're talking about this stuff, I I look at that as alchemy in in a way. I think that's totally true. I think also here's the reality. Mm -hmm. We're not taught to listen to our inner guidance system or Mm -hmm. our gut or our hearts. Because you could say people usually feel it in their stomachs or their Mm -hmm. hearts. So you Mm -hmm. say it's like gut or heart. Mm -hmm. And usually people can tune into the other or if not both. In fact, or else all our schooling, all our work, all our education, we're trained to turn that off. We're trained to like focus on external standards. You don't listen to what you're, we don't go to school and they say, Emmeline, what lights your soul on fire? No. <laughs> like, you're like, what do you think you should be eating that makes you feel really good, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're sold like very specific ways to live, to work, to strive. And so meditation is a tool that begins to develop our skill to be able to listen to your inner guidance. So it's almost, it's a skill that we have to begin to develop and to cultivate. So in the beginning, I remember I said, my meditation teacher said, okay, you need to do things that bring you joy. And I said, I don't know what brings me joy. Like, where do you, like, what, what do you mean? Something that brings me joy. Like I had never been asked that question. She said, start paying attention. So I couldn't even tune into what brings me joy. And so what I discovered was when I was in yoga, all I knew was I felt different there than I did anywhere else. Mm -hmm. That's all I knew. So I started to pay attention to that. Okay. So then it was an experiment. What happens if I do more and more yoga? What and meditation started to bring me just the tiniest bit of relief. What if I continued this meditation? What if I continued to go to yoga? What would I discover? And so I began the journey of really beginning for the first time ever in my life to start to listen or tune into or be aware of, oh, there's this inner guidance system in me. Um, that I can tune into. And when I tune into it, and I listen to it, and I create a life based on that, my body speaking to me, my gut speaking to me, my heart speaking to me, I'm actually way happier. Mm -hmm. And the anxiety subsided. 
I'm doing the best work I've ever done. And I'm having more meaningful relationships because to your point, you're more present, right? With Mm -hmm. people around you. It's funny that you said that more present. I was talking to my wife about this yesterday and I had said some stuff to her and she was like, what'd you say? And I was like, you're not really here right now. Like you're not present. And the funny thing with that is how much of our lives are lived in that unpresent state. Like, well, we're really not like I, we were we were listening to a book the other day. I was listening to uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which I think everyone should listen to once a year. That's just It's a great person. book. Yeah. But he talked about listening to understand instead of listening to respond. And I think that also goes into not being, you know, not being aligned with your own inner peace. And so when it comes to meditation, can just anyone meditate? I mean, is there, is there, are there any prerequisites to get started? Do you have to, and the reason why I'm saying this, is because you just painted the perfect picture of what we do as a society. When we go to school to graduate, high school, you need to do this, this, and this. If you want to be a doctor, this is the career track. You have to do this, this, and this. If you want to be an attorney, this is what you need to do. If you want to be, you know, uh, whatever profession you want to have, we have everything laid out logically, systematically for you to be able to do this. And I think sometimes we take those same attitudes or those same thoughts and bring them into everything we do like something like meditation. Well, I need to go do something else before I get started. But can anyone do this or is it just? Yeah. So what's really, really interesting is I think this is when you decide that you're going to try meditation out. And I always say to people, they're like, I don't really believe that. That sounds far out. And I'm like, you don't have to believe it. Try it out and see what happens. Mm -hmm. So I think as if you're thinking about meditation, it's like anything. You have to experiment. So you you become the authority. So you can try a few different types of meditation and you are going to decide which one resonates with you the most, which one makes you feel the way you want to feel. So I teach, and we can talk about it in just a few moments, is really simple meditations to bring you to the present that have to do with your breath, that you can do anywhere, anytime. And I like to call them backpack meditations because you can use them just before you walk into a meeting. Um, If you step out, if you're in the middle of a fight with your spouse, let's just say whatever, you step outside and just like slip into it quickly, you can do that. But there's so many different types of meditation. As you were saying, there's these meditation apps, there's transcendental. There are some that are based on, there's really two categories of meditation. There's focused meditation. So you're focusing on your breath or you're focusing on a mantra, or you're focusing on bodily sensations. And then there's an allowing type meditation where you're to be and being present in that moment. So all different types of meditation, some require, you know, are quite strict, like the Buddhists, they're like, you must sit like this, you must do this. Some are more like, you know, do what feels comfortable to you, you are the authority on this. And they all just appeal to different types of people. Not one is better than the other. It's like, do you need to develop discipline? Does rigor and structure appeal to you? Then maybe a Buddhist meditation would appeal to you. Um, If you're someone who's like, no, I'm very disciplined. I need more fluid, more freedom. Then you might have three or four meditations that are kind of backpack meditations or an app that you can pull on on any time that make you feel the way you want to feel. And then even as I say that, and I'm sure you've experienced this, Not every day you're going to want to meditate. Not every day is bliss and amazingness with 
meditation, but it's kind of like going to the gym. Mm -hmm. It's a skill that you're cultivating. It's not like you get there and you're done. It's a consistent practice. It's not like you get this fabulous body and then you're like, great, I'm set. I don't need to go to the gym anymore. It's why they call it the practice of meditation because you're always practicing, right? right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm like, dude, I just want to watch Netflix and drink coffee first thing in the morning. Like Mm -hmm. I don't want to meditate is Mm -hmm. the truth, but my day goes so much better if I've meditated first thing in the morning. And I think that's what started happening for me. You said, why did I start in the beginning? I was just out of of curiosity. And then as I started to stream together a couple of days and I started to look at well, because I, I was doing journaling too. So I coupled the meditation with journaling. So I would journal. Journaling's the best. And now I'm stringing together a few days. And I'm like, okay, so I journal. And, and I know people are like, well, how do you journal? And it's like, it's just simple, just a few questions, ask yourself every day and write down stuff about those questions that you ask yourself every day. But then I started to see, okay, my days when I'm journaling and meditating, I'm ultra productive. And productivity and efficiency is something that I always try to work on. So those were the things that kind of, after I started looking back, I was like, oh, wow, on the days that I actually meditate, I'm not as stressed out. I'm not as tense. I'm not as- I'm kinder. This is one thing I noticed. Like I'm less reactionary and Mm -hmm. I'm kinder. There was something that you said that I wanted to circle back on that I think was key. Oh, so, you know, I think people come to meditation and they think that it's going to, they can't, I hear a lot from beginners. I can't meditate because I have too many thoughts in my mind Mm -hmm. and they're too busy. Mm -hmm. And I just want to clear up. Meditation does not stop your thoughts. So you're not going to stop thinking. It's the brain is like the heart. The heart just pumps blood. That's its job, right? No, you don't even have to think about it. Your mind creates thoughts. That's its job. So the thoughts never stop. What begins to happen through your practice of meditation is the thoughts, the speed at which they come in. And I'll be curious if this has happened for you yet, (laughs) is your thoughts start to slow down. And then you start to be able to create space from them. So you're not so heavily identified with your thoughts because most of our thoughts are crazy and negative. So you're not so closely identified with your thoughts. And then you get to a point where you actually begin to be able to pick the thoughts that you want to focus on so that you can create the experience that you want in your life. And that might sound really far out for a lot of people, but that's kind of where it goes to. So Emily, well, what I'll, is, yeah. I'll bring that in to, to some people that if there's any, you know, people that, that are religious people out of here, the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so it also talks about that negative self-talk and we have, are actually listening to yourself. Listening to yourself typically is negative. Talking to yourself is typically positive. And what this allows you to do is stop listening to yourself and allow you to talk to yourself through the thoughts that you have. So I've seen this happen for me when, you know, it's I'm sitting down and I get ready to meditate like you were talking about. And then now I'm thinking about everything that I have to do like right now. And everything I didn't do. Oh, I got to get ready. I got to go see this person. I need to get gas. I got to have breakfast. I didn't put the coffee on. I didn't. Everything is just running through my mind. And that's how the practice started for me. But as time went on, it was like, it's okay. Those things will be here when I'm done. I'm meditating for 10 minutes. Let's just take this time to gather my bearings, get my thoughts together. That 
I don't have to rush. And, and like you alluded to, or you said, actually, you're kinder when you meditate. I'm so much nicer when I meditate. Like if I, like I'll bite your head off in the morning, if I haven't had my, you know, the people that, that usually I haven't had my coffee, I haven't had my food and don't talk to me until I've had at least two cups. I mean, not, you know, I'm not that bad, but I could be that bad. Meditation has actually really helped me stay focused and mindful of not only the conversations I have, but how I treat people and just how I treat myself. I think it's magnificent. It's beautiful. And you said, what are you doing? 10 minutes a day. It's not like you have to do two hours, you know, like that would be a dream for me. But for most of us, 10 minutes a day, believe it or not, can make a profound difference on how you experience your life. And you can move from stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, out of alignment to someone that feels more present, calmer, and is more aligned with their truth. And you might not even be taking action on your truth. So it's not like you're going to quit your job, find a new partner, do the things, whatever. But you'll be clear on, okay, what would feel good for me? Or how am I able? Like it's, it starts to fine tune kind of your listening of how your life should look, where you are the authority making those decisions versus anyone else. Absolutely. So the peace that you yearn for is inside of you. Talk to us about that. You said the peace we have is already in there because I thought it was something I had to go buy or something I had to go or something I had to go eat or somewhere I had to take a trip to. You're telling me it's already inside of me. Talk about that, please. So I think this is what, you know, when I was alluded to in the beginning is we grow up with this idea of externally based success. So if we earn enough money, if we have the right body, if we have the right job, if we live in the right place, then we're going to be happy. Like we're going to feel peaceful. We're going to be happy. Right. So that's where I was like in my career, everything looked good from the outside. My life looked really good, but I wasn't that happy. So what I discovered, and I think this is true for anyone and is that the innate peace, truth, joy, happiness, it's all inside of us. And all we have to do is access it. So when we're talking specifically about peace in meditation, and I, you know, I study a lot of different spiritual practices and religion, and I'd love to do a documentary one day on meditation across religions is, and they all have this central focus is our only job is to remove the barriers to the innate peace that already exists inside of us. Mm -hmm. So that feeling of enoughness, that feeling of feeling whole and not having to fill yourself with online shopping or more money or more of anything else. Because once you're on that train, we all know it's like, when is enough enough? It's never enough, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you get that raise and you're like, oh, I need the next one. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I have this great partner, but really if they did this one other thing, I might be happier, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of grasping externally, we start to go inwards and we say, we start to discover we are enough. We are whole. We live in that space of gratitude. So this sounds like esoteric, even as I'm saying it, really, you, once you experience it, you get it. I think it all comes first as an intellectual concept. Mm -hmm. And then through the experience of meditation, you, you go through that process of discovery is that there is a well of peace inside of every single one of us. And all we have to do is like tune into it and to access it there. And then we discover that the external stuff is great and it's fabulous and we can have fun with it, but we're never going to get that peace from going after it. That really that peace is in accessing our inner truth 
in knowing that we're all born whole and not lacking and that we have innate gifts to share and that it's we're all born perfect and it's all our conditioning that says we're not enough that we have to strive that we have to succeed that we have to do all these things externally and keep moving and keep busy and it's that striving that trying to fill the void is what makes us anxious that makes us stressed mm-hmm. but when we realize that it actually doesn't give us the end results and that we were all okay all along it's kind of like the wizard of oz and dorothy you know mm-hmm. you always the answers were always inside of you it's that whole experience of like clearing away the clutter and just tapping into that inner resource of peace. Outstanding. Like, I love the explanation. I love it. And if you're, if someone's listening to this and you're not meditating now, if you don't meditate after this, shame on you. Because, <laughs> you know, she's just perfectly articulated how we have to go through our intellectual understanding of the capabilities of meditation and then just get out of that phase where you're just understanding the, the capabilities of what meditation can do. Sit your butt down. Try it out. And try it out. Just just try it out. Like make us a promise that you'll try it. So, like right now, as you're sitting here listening to it, just say, you know what, Emlyn, Candace, I'm gonna try it. Give us 50 minutes in a week, 10 minutes a day. We won't even do a full weekend. We'll let you just just do it from Monday. Just do it from today's gonna be this is gonna come out on a Friday. Do it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And that's it. And then if you don't like it, never do it again. And you know, just you don't have to like it. You know, one of my friends, he said, because he was having such a tough time at work and he started, I taught him a very simple meditation, which I'd love to share with your listeners as, yeah, as I said to him, just do this and then see what happens. Cause he didn't believe it. He was like, I just don't believe it. Anyway. So he did it and I would hear him and he became a different person, different Mm -hmm. person. Like it was like night and day. And I would hear him talking to our other friends and he would say, dude, I don't understand how it works, but it just works. (laughs) unexplainable but undeniable right it's unexplainable but undeniable i was going to say the magic of meditation but we say that then people are going to be like it's magic i don't want to do it so we won't say that but please share with us that i I, we have a few more things that i wanted to talk about as you know this is the minority money podcast where we're changing the complexion of wealth and i think this is absolutely critical to get to change the complexion of wealth we have to have some self understanding to do that. But I want you to share that meditation, that quick, simple meditation practice with us so the listeners can actually get this going. Right. So this is the most simple meditation you will ever do. And let me just tell you, just do it and then see what happens. And Mm -hmm. so Emlyn, I'd love to guide you through it. So we'll just got a live thing. So if you're listening to this, as long as you're not driving and you can drive doing it, just don't close your eyes. So if you gently close your eyes, if you're seated, You can lie down. There's no rules to this. If you're just in your car and you're driving or you're at your desk, you can do this. Maybe you can close your eyes in your office. And gently close your eyes and then begin to focus on your breath. So don't change anything. Don't try to control your breath. Just notice it where your breath is in this moment. So noticing how deep your inhales are how deep your exhales are, if your breath is choppy or if it's flowing. So no judgment, just being really curious. Maybe you start to notice how deep your breath is or how shallow, how fast or how slow. And if you were going to explain what your breath was like, notice if you could describe it. So does it have a color? What color is your breath? 
Does it have a texture? Maybe a temperature? So just noticing, maybe if you were to describe your breath to us in this moment, does it have a smell? Is it like something you would compare to a certain scent? And then moving from noticing your breath, we're gonna take an inhale for a count of four and an exhale for a count of six. So exhaling out all your breath, and we'll just do three rounds. Inhale for a count of four, three, two, one. Hold your breath. Exhale, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hold with no breath. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Hold, full of breath. Exhale, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hold. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Hold. Exhale, six, five, four, three, two, one. Now let go of controlling your breath, noticing your breath, and maybe ask your question, am I breathing? Just notice where your breath is right now. Paying attention, no judgment, no forcing. You can do this as many rounds as is, feels good for you or that you have time for. And then when you're ready, Emlyn, you can begin to gently open your eyes. Beautiful breath to do while you're breathing. I mean, while you're driving, you should be breathing while you drive. And what you're doing there is when you make your exhales longer than your inhales, you're triggering your parasympathetic nervous system. So that's the part of you that calms down. So if you're in fight or flight or you're stressed, that can't happen while you're doing this type of breath work. It's an either or. So it's almost like you're changing the gears. So if you're feeling you're switching, it's like you can't reverse and go forward in your car. You have to choose. Mm-hmm. So by making your exhales longer than your inhales, you're switching the direction of your nervous system. So instead of being in fight or flight, you're in rest and digest. And so that allows your mind to begin to calm down and for you to ground. What was your experience? We just did three rounds in that, Emlyn. Wow. It was good. Just I'm totally relaxed now. Just really didn't think about anything. It was crazy because like you always think your mind's going to be all over, but all I did is focus on counting. And that's all I did is just focus on my breath. And then it got lighter and my breath was blue. And, um, you know, I was trying to think of what it smelled like. I was like, hopefully nothing. And, uh, (laughs) you know, it was, it was really, it was really good. I I really, yeah, I like that. And sometimes now that I'm, I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I was like, I don't always have to put on the app. I can just do that for a number of minutes. Set the timer on your phone. You do that for five minutes or you do it for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Eckhart Tolle says for our spiritual awakening, he says this, you know, if we did nothing else except ask the question, am I breathing? Mm -hmm. And then actually tune in to answer that question. We would be in the present moment. That's all. Eckhart Tolle is awesome. So, um, Geez, I okay. So I'm I'm like, there's so many questions I have, but I, I don't want to keep going on. I want okay. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna get to the changing complexion of wealth questions and uh, okay. What motivates and inspires you to continue to grow and learn and you know I feel like if I'm not growing, I start to get really stagnant, um, and just bored and dissatisfied. And I feel like 
when I'm growing. And for me, that is like new types of work projects. I'm constantly reading, listening to podcasts, watching videos. Um, for me, you know, we're talking about that inner guidance system. It just brings me joy. So if I'm not growing, I start to feel a little bit like depressed mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. is the truth. So what inspires me is just wanting to feel good. That simple. I like it. If you could offer one piece of advice for our listeners, what would that be? Start meditating. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Start meditating. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of good podcasts. There's a lot of good apps. There's incredible books. Rum Dust is a meditator's guide to a guidebook to meditation. It's quite phenomenal, very accessible. Anything by Eckhart Tolle, Deepak Chopra, just some phenomenal teachers out there. If you're religious, there's usually someone teaching meditation in whatever you know you're aligned with spiritually as well. And also, meditation doesn't have to be part of your spiritual or religious practice. So if that's not something that appeals to you. Mm -hmm. So, you know what, and if people want to get more of Candice, what social medias are you, are you active on? Where can our listeners find you? Yeah. So I'm on primarily on Instagram and my handle there is be your own damn guru, because that's the whole point of meditation. You are the guru. No one else is. You are the authority on your life. Um, I also have a website, CandiceCarlton.com. It's under construction right now, but I offer a lot of free resources, do videos, um, as well as online courses, helping all kinds of people really access that inner guidance system. Thank you so much, Candice. This is awesome. I even, I mean, we did an episode on meditation. We even got in a couple minutes of meditation. You've given some incredible insight on how to access your inner GPS course with meditation. And I can't thank you enough for coming on to the show. You're welcome. Thank you, Evelyn. And also I have a podcast, The Cubicle Revolution, and we talk about it within the context of work. So if that appeals to you, that's also available. That is The Cubicle Revolution podcast. You can find that on, I believe it's on Apple Podcasts, should be on Google. I'm sure it's on Spotify and all the other places. So wherever you find a podcast, Awesome. Thank you for having me, Evelyn. This was so awesome. I'm so inspired by everything that you're doing. It's just so exciting. And to all your listeners, like live your best life. Keep listening to this podcast and take it all in. Absolutely. Great advice. Meditate, listen to this podcast, listen to Cubicle Revolution. This is the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly. Until next time, we are changing the complexion of wealth. Another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast in whatever podcast app you're listening to on now. And give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP, to support and to be supported by others just like you. And again, we're super happy to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it cannot be completely your one-stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. But guess what? If you have any questions, or maybe you just like to chat, please reach out to me directly at emlyn at minoritymoney.com so that we can get to know each other there. Thanks for being here, and we're signing off.